1: irreverent over the top and smart as a whip this is the rob black show so i guess if we were to take a walk down memory lane join me on a walk down memory lane if i had a high production podcast slash radio show right now my producer would play the harp sound effect let's go on a walk down memory lane maybe we'll put that in post-production maybe not but maybe Just two years ago, two and a half years ago, one thing about the pandemic that didn't surprise me, but I guess we noticed, right, was that people started going up in their attics and finding their childhood Legos and finding their childhood baseball cards and Pokemon cards. And There were some websites dedicated to, you can put in any card you want and it'll tell you the value. And it's actually kind of cool because you can quickly learn that a lot of what you have is just junk and get rid of it. Um, but if I were to look back on memory lane, I would say that was one of the stories that, you know, I I think I was pleasantly surprised about people started thinking of financial ways to better their, their scenarios. What's unfortunate. And I know way too many people under the age of 35 who bought Bitcoin because they didn't have other things to do. They weren't going to movies. They weren't going out. They were staying in, they were learning, like, hey, the government's giving out money. During a time when the government gave out more money than ever before in history, we pushed them up an asset, digital currencies, Bitcoin, because people were bored. There was nothing but buyers of people with government money that wanted to hit the American dream and retire early. But there was a stamp that someone just recently found in their attic. It was a 1918 inverted Ginny stamp that fetched 4.9 million at Sotheby's because someone found their stamp collection from upstairs that they had forgot about. That's kind of a cool story, right? And really what I want to tell you is there is multiple types of assets. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's real estate. I like them all. I don't really have any bonds. How can you say that I like them? Well, I plan to use them when I retire for income. I don't unlike them. I've just exposed my portfolio to greater growth and greater risk by excluding them. Now, I never got into collectibles. I had every Star Wars character, and I opened the boxes, and I played with them all. Whoopsie. Daddy would have had money to retire, and he saved them all in boxes. Uh, but I had to have the Jawa. I had to see what was under his robes. I know you're saying you're a sick man. You want it to look under the Jawa's robes. I didn't have ill intent. I just didn't know what was under him. And then I was disappointed to find out that it was hard plastic. The highest level of trading activity is in sports collectibles. Now, recently we've introduced non-fungible tokens um, into that world so we can follow your collectible on the blockchain and we can verify it on the blockchain. We can verify ownership on the blockchain. That's one of the cooler things on the blockchain. Tangible sports memorabilia took a back seat last year to non-fungible tokens, digital collectibles. In March, sales of Board Ape, Yacht Club, and CryptoPunk hit $257 million, $81 million, respectfully. Um. Respectfully or respectively, respectively, no, yes, respectfully, no. We've already seen them basically be told they're almost worthless. Tangible sports memorabilia. Not exactly a loser, though, right? $4 billion last year. A Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic rookie NBA trading card sold for $4.6 the most fetched for a basketball card. And a 1952 Mickey Mantle card hit a record for baseball cards at 5.2 million. One of the problems is the cards that you're getting are typically bulk produced. You're not buying the collector series, which are gonna cost you $100 per package. You're buying the $2 packages and there's no lottery tickets in those. You have to be cautious. How about another asset? This is one, again, I'm not very manly. If you want to come take my man card, slap me like the French do. Just a polite glove slap across the face. Classic cars. Again, I'm not manly because I don't really appreciate classic cars. Um, But the total sales volume in last year's fourth quarter were $1.3 double the same period a year ago from a year previous. So classic cars are collectible and they're very tangible in value. How about wine? Wine has no correlation with the stock market. Wine may be something we drink a lot during day drinking sessions, during down markets where we're like, I'm just going to go in the backyard for a little bit. But you can actually invest in wine as well. Uh, There's a company called VinoVest, which runs a portfolio of 500,000 collectible wine bottles stored in custom-built warehouses around the world. And wine enthusiasts are seeing this as, you know, the stock market's going to go up and down. The stock market's going to have Putin and Ukraine. The stock market's going to have inflation. We know we're paying more for soda. We know we're paying more for rent, for steak, for chicken, for cow, for pork. Uh, You name it, we're paying more for vegetables, for cars, for energy. But we're also paying more for wine. And with VinoVest, you can invest in wine. Now, again, I know nothing about wine investing. One minute, um, You were to blind taste t- test me. <laughs> Two buck chuck versus a $200 bottle of wine, I may not be able to tell the difference. Um. If you're like, I love Rob Black. I'm going to marry Rob Black. He's the best thing since sliced bread. If only he didn't have that one flaw. Is it bad breath? No. Is it like long, gangly fingernails? No. He doesn't know wine tasting. Thirty seconds left. I totally live that one. Now, what's important to note is you can get into collectibles. They should be a very small amount of your investments, like what uh, we've been saying with crypto, one to five percent most. It's not for me. I don't need cars, coins, stamps, um, nothing like that. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
0: A straightforward approach
1: to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Thanks for listening to the show. I feel like I'm your captain of your airline today. I don't know if that's going to work or not. Yesterday the markets were just a scotch lower. It wasn't a dramatic day. I would say directionless. I would say weightless. I would say blah. Nasdaq was down three quarters of a percent. S p five hundred down one third of a percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down one fifth of a percentage point. Ten year Treasury sits at three point two one. Bitcoin's around 20,930, struggling, fighting to hold that 20,000 level. Robinhood was a winner yesterday as a stock in large part because it's a takeover candidate because they have access to crypto. And anyone who wants crypto probably wants cheap trading. Anyone who wants cheap trading wants to be linked up with a bank. Anyone who wants banks and Bitcoin you can kind of see that they're trying to build a vertical app that does more than just one thing. Which is the implication from the word vertical, huh? (laughs) JP Morgan laid off 1,000 employees from its home lending division last week. Wells Fargo cut hundreds of employees in April after its mortgage revenue fell 33%. So we are starting to see some job cuts. These are small numbers, though. But it tells you in this case, when a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage jumped to a 6%, demand went down. When demand goes down on mortgages, you can cut the mortgage processors and the mortgage paperwork chaser hunters. That anytime you get a mortgage, you know what that whole process feels like. Um, home prices are not seeing massive drops, but home price increases slowed last month. But you still saw crazy numbers like Tampa up 35%, Miami up 33%, Phoenix up 31%. I cannot imagine being a high school teenager with a, a fiery stomach, just a, a hellfire. I'm going to share the world. Uh, Daddy, when I turn 18 years old, I'm going to get an apartment. I'm going to get a job as a waitress. I'm going to make lots of money, and I, I don't need you no more. I have to imagine every 18-year-old in the country sees things like Tampa up 35%, Miami up 33%, and Phoenix up 31 Oh, boy. I guess I'm going to have roommates forever. Those are obnoxiously big numbers. But on a month-to-month level, and this is a three-month blended average, so it's really a three-month blended average that's updated every month, and it drops last month, the numbers were a little bit slowing to the point that we're going to have a party. To the point that I'm going to say, you better start getting up on your negotiation skills because time to buy a home is coming soon, boy. <clears throat> it's not feeling quite like soon, is it? When you see double digits, 33%, 35 31%. You see double digits in the teens as, like, I guess you could say, reasonable in Minneapolis, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. Active inventory did rise 21% last week, so the housing market is cooling. With mortgage rates, mortgage financing becoming more expensive, the amount of home that you can buy is going down. So you're starting to see a little bit of activity. Is it enough to declare death? No. Elsewhere in the world of news today, the average tech company profits $182 per second. But for companies like Apple, Microsoft, and Google, they're making $1,000 a profit per second. 10 seconds go by, $10,000 in profits. That blows my mind. Toyota is recalling 2,700 of its new electric SUVs. The company said it's recalling the all-electric BZ4X because its wheels may come off. Wait, 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 what? Now, we know Tesla's had a little bit of time working with electric vehicles, but we haven't seen their wheels fall off. When you hear about a car company announcing wheels falling off, it's typically not a good thing. Amazon employees are urging executives to denounce Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. But when I saw Roe versus Wade getting overturned or when I guess we first started talking about it a couple of years ago and how it's going to become a state issue going forward and maybe that'll last, maybe it won't. I don't know. But I didn't ever thought I would see employees make their employers say it out loud, what do you believe in? And you know what that is? That's millennials. And I love millennials. They have big hearts. They don't want to buy a pair of glasses just to have a pair of glasses from Louis Vuitton. They want the glasses to support a cause that is true to their heart. They believe in crowdfunding and crowdsourcing, and they believe in their dollar has power. I did not see that coming that you would demand your office to have a stance, but I guess maybe I'm just, has that happened with anything else in, in the history of the United States with businesses? Electric vehicles are getting more expensive. Not only is Toyota recalling 2,700 of its new electric vehicles for wheels that may come off. But the average American is paying $54,000 on average for electric vehicles. A year ago, they were paying closer to 44000 That's a 22% surge. So I got an electric vehicle a few years back. And I will tell you what, I love summertime. Charging that puppy with solar energy it makes me feel good about not going to the gas station. And when I do go to the gas station for my second vehicle, which is a hybrid, I'm like, thank goodness it's a hybrid (laughs) because this would be getting 13 miles a gallon versus, I guess, like 28, whatever it is. Airbnb is doing something pretty interesting, but it's the story inside of a story that I love the most about Airbnb on this one. They announced a temporary global ban on parties, events, renting someone's home and throwing a party in it nearly two years ago. Now they were making that ban permanent. Now, here's the best part about it. Party houses. Could you imagine if you had a lovely rental and someone threw a massive party at it and they don't care about down payment because it was 10 times that? Airbnb has a division that goes and tries to make things right for homeowners who rent to basically jerk renters. But now they're saying we're completely banning you if you throw parties in someone's home. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get someone off of Airbnb partying. I've got a family member who's a young kid in LA, and I could totally see him put an Airbnb on his account. And then two or year, three years later when he grows up, it's like just starting a new email and saying, nope, that wasn't me. Anyway, Airbnb said they had 6600 guests last year that were suspended from Airbnb for violating its party ban. That's a 21st century problem, right? Are you with me on that one? You can find me online at roblox show, Twitter, Roblox show, YouTube, Roblox show. I have I can give you a referral to a great financial planner. I use a financial planner at EP Wealth. Not only do I work there, but I, I plant my money there as well. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Interesting stories out today. Gasoline, obviously, is in everyone's mindset. as summertime, right? Millions of Californians are going to receive inflation relief with GAXA a gas tax rebate check. The money will be distributed soon as California Governor Gavin Newsom and legislative leaders reach an agreement over the framework for the state's budget. About 23 million eligible Californians could receive payments of up to $1,000.50 buckaroos as part of a $17 billion inflation relief package. California's budget Addresses the state's most pressing needs and prioritizes getting dollars back in the pockets of millions of Californians who are grappling with global inflation, rising prices of everything from gas to groceries. I think I have it pretty lucky, and I'm, I'm willing to admit that. And if California doesn't want to give me a gas rebate, I'm fine with it. I don't have to drive to work. I'm working from my home still. I hate it. Um, but research doesn't have to take you into a, a sky rise in San Francisco. The deal comes for California drivers as they face the highest gas prices in the nation. But also last year we sold homes and we we kicked up the tax basis for California aggressively. When we're buying new homes, we're aggressively paying California taxes on home ownership. It's gonna be interesting. Gasoline is obviously 630, 640 in that ballpark. Um Millions of Californians are receiving up to a thousand dollars and fifty bucks as part of a new middle class tax rebate. So there's gonna be a some people get pissed off. Single taxpayers who earn less than seventy five thousand dollars a year and couples who file jointly make less than one hundred fifty thousand will receive three hundred fifty per taxpayer. Taxpayers with dependents will receive an extra three hundred fifty. So I don't qualify for those, and I'm fine not qualifying for that. I see things that I didn't see as a child, so my political opinions have changed. When I was 18, 20 years old, I'd be like, that's not fair. I was probably benefiting from it, so I was probably like, this is totally fair. And as I've gotten older, I'm I'm okay being excluded from those lists of people who get things for free. And I'm not upset about it, and I'm not worried that they're going to go spend the money on drugs. Um. If you have a job that's paying you between fifty 150000 or a couple of two in California, you're basically at the poverty line. If you're in a major city or a major area. So if you're single and you're making less than $75,000, you are living with roommates. You're driving to work. You're probably waiting tables and maybe even have a side hustle. I'm okay with the government doing this. I believe the government's role, and this is where I get very political. Um, This is a political year we're going to see me get. I believe the government's role is to do good by people. I know you said, ooh. Ooh. You know one thing I did want to bring up on Apple? I teased this a little bit last segment that they're working on some new product, and they've got a lot of stuff coming out this year. And I'm a little bit worried by that because isn't this the year that you kind of want to get your orders correctly on the phones and the watches because they're going to sell the most? You really want to be coming out with a new HomePod, and the answer is, well, they're going to do it anyway. So they took the big full-size HomePod off the market. They're bringing one back onto the market. It's gonna have a better display on top, and maybe some better guts on the inside. I don't know, but Apple's coming out with a lot of product, and I just I find that one interesting because Amazon Amazon got the speakers right, cheap, but for audio files and I work in radio, so I should, in theory, have a better ear than I do. I think I've got an okay ear. But some people in my industry are like really nerdy. Like, you can't hear the tinny? in Amazon speaker? I'm like, no, sounds like music to me. So Amazon did well with that, right? Crypto scams have cost more people more money. This year than last year and then the year before. Top cryptocurrencies people said that they used to pay scammers were Bitcoin, Tether, and Ether. More than 46,000 Americans say they lost over a billion dollars in crypto scams since the start of 2021. That equals up to about $2,600 per person, 60 times the rate of the crime in 2018. One key feature of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is that payment transfers are final, and they can't be reversed. This is not always a good thing. Chargebacks, a type of tool designed to protect consumers, allow consumers to reverse a transaction if they claim they've been fraudulently charged for something. Those are gone. Nearly half the people who reported losing crypto to a scam since 2021 said it started with some kind of message on a social media platform. That's where you're getting a lot of bad fraud activity. Top platforms mentioned that people were losing money to due to scams. Instagram, 32%. Facebook, 26%. WhatsApp, 9%. And Telegram, 7%. Fake investment opportunities were by far the most common type of scam. Um, I'm throwing this down for you just to try to save some money. I sadly know someone who was worth a good $10 million. And they started taking some of that 10 million. Well, there are a couple with mixed backgrounds. She's from Chinese parents in Asia, he's from American parents in San Francisco. And they kept their money relatively separate. There was some commingling of funds. But one of their co-mingling of funds was retirement accounts. And she had a friend back in China who she went to university with said, you know, I've got this great crypto thing. And all you need to do is wire $1.2 million and you can get on the ground floor. And it's worked great for me. It'll great work great for you. Long time no see. We were best buds. Let's do it again. Turned out to be a scam. So I actually know someone who got scammed out of $1.2 million American dollars. Now you recognize that as a scam oh she hooked up with a friend on a social media site linkedin they went to college together she's still back in china she's and right there you're like scam 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 it's i'm not gonna say it is what it is it's just still kind of wild wild west and sadly i have this weird thing in my head that women and children should never be scammed but Adults who've lived a normal life, if you get scammed, it's usually on you for not reading the details or not not smelling the situation better. So be cautious, as you're pretty, so be wise. The weird, creepy twins that were in the Facebook movie, Cameron Tyler Winklevoss, who Zuckerberg kind of hosed out of ownership in Facebook. They took their Facebook money and put it all into Bitcoin, and they've done quite well with it. They run a crypto exchange, Gemini, and they too are announcing layoffs. They say the crypto winner has been further compounded by current macroeconomic and geopolitical turmoil, and they're in contraction phase. They're not going, we're looking for a bounce today. And if you call them preeminent thinkers on Bitcoin, just kind of get that concept that maybe... They're doing it for a living while you're doing it while you're working in another business. I can't really find a good story with this one, but U.S. is blocking gold imports from Russia in the latest round of sanctions targeting Putin's brutal war. Yesterday, Putin, it looks like, threw some bombs at a mall, which should instantly trigger NATO into action of war criminal. But I don't think it's going to. This is the strangest Passive-aggressive war that we've seen in a while from non-Russia in the headlines. Very, very strange, very strange story. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, markets, I don't feel that there's enough of a story there today. Stocks are rising as the market fights to keep its rebound from bear market lows. So when the S and P 500 hit that 20% bear market, it's been fighting to stay outside of it. Who cares? Is my opinion? Is my thought? We've got the Dow slightly up, the S P 500 slightly up, and when I say slightly up, I'm talking slightly up. In the next minute or two, they could be down slightly. Nasdaq's down slightly. Russell 2000s up one half percentage point. That's nice to see. The volatility index is not going above 30, so I don't think we've hit a bottom yet. But then again, I was talking, and you can go check out the video because I posted at Rob Black's show. I was talking with the market strategist yesterday. And his big thing, he wants to see earnings expectations come down like Nike did. He feels safe, he would probably feel safer about Nike today than he did yesterday, because Nike lowered their earnings expectations. I want to see job cut layoffs. I don't think one happens without the other, is kind of my thought. I think we're both right, but if you go to YouTube right now and hit in Rob Black Show, which is really weird because I've got the Google TVs that every time I go to YouTube, I see a picture of myself because I upload videos. Yes, I do that myself, but I recorded an interview with EP's director of portfolio strategy Adam Phillips yesterday and it's on my website, Rob Black Show. It's a good 15, 20 minutes about current market conditions. It's just kind of riffing. It's two smart guys who know a lot about the markets. And he's the lead donkey, and I'm the following donkey, if that makes any sense. I'm doing the interviewing. He's doing the answering. But I get my tip-ins here and there as well. Check it out at YouTube channel Roblox Show. That helps me. That's how you keep a show like this on the air. I don't make money from advertising. But if the people I work with don't see that I'm getting clicks, they move on to somebody else. Rising interest rates have already started hitting typical home buyers by up to $165,000 in purchasing power. Mortgage rates control purchasing power. You pay a monthly payment you don't really think of you know, per square foot. It's interesting how real estate works with your mind. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. So I'm just starting now to do work on the holiday season coming up. Three trends to watch as retailers prep for back to school and holiday shopping. Summer vacation season is just getting started, but I've already moved past it. In coming weeks, companies will get early clues about how to play Black Friday and Christmas as Amazon's hosting its Prime Day on July 12th and 13th, and rival retailers, including Target, are going to hold competing sales. This will be followed by the busy back to school shopping period. I had to tell my kids yesterday, this is going to be, this tells you how funny of a life we live or whatever stupidity it tells you. I'm like, no more hoodies. Y'all have enough hoodies. I think my kids, I was like, I think you, you, you've got like 12 hoodies. I pointed to my older kid. I'm like, I'm not even going to tell you which you, how many hoodies you have, but y'all have too many hoodies. We don't have closet space for this. So trying to get a grip on what I need for the holidays is kind of important as well, as far as a consumer goes, not just being a retailer out there. Um, complicating sales forecast this year is searching prices for gas, groceries, and other household needs, and how we're whittling away what we can spend on gifts as we whittle away into gasoline and getting to and from work. Salesforce made predictions for the upcoming holiday season based on two of its reports. Salesforce said it expects quarterly shopping index analyzing the data for more than 1 million people in dozens of countries. Here are their predictions. Christmas in July. They expect the the under-the-bed stash of holiday gifts to start earlier. Interesting, right? Christmas in July and mom and dad are hiding the Christmas gifts under their bed. Santa didn't buy that. But there's this fear in Americans that there's going to be shipping delays and depleted shelves, much like last year. That didn't turn out to be as painful as we thought. But if you want discounts and you see them, grab them. If you want product and you see it, grab it is the thought. 42% of shoppers worldwide and 37% in the United States, they plan to start buying gifts earlier as a way to get better deals. This could mean Christmas shopping is going to start in July. As people jump on deals during Amazon Prime and competing sales times, Target and Gap are trying to get of unwanted inventory, so I don't know how much that's going to play into it. Price is going to be the number one driver this holiday season. People are going to be looking at price tags. Value is expected to trump loyalty and convenience the holiday shipping season. Half of shoppers are expected to switch brands to save money. That translates to 2.5 billion shoppers across the globe who might decide against a product for one that better fits their budget. Knockoffs are going to be big. NFTs are going to be interesting this year. Kids are starting to game the system and gain some knowledge. And My kid wants an NFT, and I'm like, wait, wait, what did you say? You get those words out of your mouth. Let's go get the soap kind of thing but non-fungible tokens or unique digital assets that are stored using blockchain technology. They're on the list of what people want from Santa this year. About half a million FTs are expected to be purchased from retailers between November and December, translating into a total market of about 54 million. NFTs have become more popular in recent years, but now they're starting to, kids are starting to think of them as investments. So for instance, if there was an NFT, Tied towards Stranger Things and Stranger Things is coming out with the last two episodes of season four, I guess this Friday. My kids are totally into that show, season four, episode four, the one with Max and that song. My kids were bawling. It was so emotional. Good TV. When you cry during a TV, then you're like, that's good TV. But if I can give my kids an FT tied towards Stranger Things and Max, maybe I do this year. Um, they would certainly say that's cool. It may be worth nothing in a year or two, but I, I think the uniqueness is there. It's like, uh, do you remember some of your childhood Christmases? This is gonna be so funny because I've got a producer. who's like in his late twenties, and he's gonna go, "No way!" I'll be like, "Yes, I bought a digital watch. There was a thing you would push, and these red lights would come on. in the instead of having a clock ticking handle that was wound and with a battery." It was digital numbers on your on your watch. Or the first time you get a solar calculator. Yes, I had a solar, cal- it was a gift. This year's weird little wacky gift that may go down in history is like, why did we do that, NFTs? Just throwing that down there for you. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers, shall we? The S and p 500's up fractionally. Nope, now it's down one. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 87. That's up about one quarter of 1%. The NASDAQ is down. The Russell 2000 is down. All four major indices are down. If you don't hear me talk about the Russell 2000 often enough, it is a list of small cap companies. In theory, they don't do business with Putin. They don't do business in Europe. They're small cap companies. They're doing business in the United States. Um, small caps have not had the best days. which is kind of interesting because you kind of see the global problems, but we gotta be careful. Roe versus Wade hits the news in a big way this week. CVS says they're capping the plan B pill purchases. (laughs) Who knew there was gonna be an investment play on Roe v. Wade? Consumer expectations fall to a nine year low in June. I brought this up at the beginning of the show, and I'll bring it up again that consumer expectations. It's interesting because I expect to spend as much money as I did last year. One minute. I don't expect that. Yeah, last year I had some expensive things getting into a new home and upgrading some equipment, but maybe if you take away those upgrades, I expect to be at about the same or even slightly more. But Consumer confidence fell to a reading of 98.7 from 103.2 in May. That's below a reading of 100. Um, That 100 is a big number as far as confidence goes. 30 seconds. Consumers have a a dirtier outlook right now. Expectations have fallen off from a reading of 80, suggesting weaker growth in the second half of 2022. Um, This is all. I'm not a big consumer confidence player. I'm not saying it's not important. It's just not very important to me. Find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter, Roblox Show, YouTube, Roblox
0: Show.